Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Good morning, everybody. This is the Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life podcast. And today we have a special guest by the name of Joe Dodd, who is creator of Power to Live More Calm, an online membership resource for home-based coaches and consultants to help them to be successful whilst getting to live more. Good morning, Joe. Hi, thanks for inviting me. It's good to be with you. It's, uh, it's, it's afternoon here, though, of course. Yeah, it is. You see, that's the difference across the pond. You're in the evening, we're in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you a question, Joe. There is, I think it's fair to say that every woman in this world has had to climb a mountain of adversity to get to where they are. Did you, what sort of adversity did you have to come to get to your beautiful group that you have now? <laughs> um, I, I think there has been adversity. I wouldn't say it was because I was female particularly. Um, but uh, most recently, the reason this particular part of my business came about was that uh, in 2011, I had a seizure in the middle of the night, which the doctors said was epilepsy but uh, I'm a, a bit of a super googler and I discovered that there's many reasons for seizures not just uh, epilepsy and that includes things as I'm sure you know uh, about not eating properly not sleeping properly drinking too much being stressed and so on and all of that stuff was going on for me and so I uh, decided I needed to change how I lived my life and how I ran my business and actually work in the moment rather than uh, thinking about sort of doing everything for this future thing because around the same time my mum had died with five days notice having been diagnosed with cancer and my now late father-in-law had just been diagnosed with his cancer as well so I realized that I had to have a different life now and enjoy the journey rather than think about a destination because you don't know you know what's going to happen in the future and that's where Power to Live More came from it's about productivity organization well-being energy and resilience and getting to do more of the things you want to do and less of the stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah, I've always said that in our age group, we're caught in the sandwich years, we're caught in the years between our parents and their problems, and we're caught in the <laughs> generation between our kids and our, our our younger ones. So we're sort of caught in the generation that's a sandwich generation, yeah. yet we're expected to solve the problems of both those age groups. <laughs> yeah, you see, I'm really lucky now in some ways. It's It's not lucky generally, because obviously we've lost three grandparents as a result. Um, but granny lives next door. So I have my daughter who's age 14 uh, and just next door, uh, which has been for us lovely through the pandemic to be able to uh, be with her and spend a lot of time with her. So, uh, yeah, you're right. We do have both of that, uh, both of those things going on, but actually all in the same place, which makes life a lot easier for me. I appreciate compared to many people, although not everyone would say that about living next door to your mother-in-law. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. You know, the, the thing that one of my sayings is it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Absolutely. And I think that's you're a living proof of that. Mm -hmm. You know, you met with a challenge, which was a seizure. 
And you weren't going to be just labeled and diagnosed as that. You wanted to make sure you had a solution for that. So you found your own solution. You found your own answers to that. So it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Is that not correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, so much of how we sort of cope with things and how we sort of move our lives forward is based on exactly that what the actions we take regardless of what is actually happening around us and then it's so important that we we take those those actions and do the things that we need to do to keep ourselves able to cope with you know whatever's thrown at us which as we know has been quite a lot in the last year or so well one of the gifts of the pandemic has been this worldwide communication that has been set up here you're over across the pond and I'm here in Edmonton Alberta Canada and yet we can communicate freely so I think there have been some gifts from the pandemic that we should be grateful for absolutely I I said right at the beginning people were coming to me I'm a actually a bit of an extrovert albeit I I talk a lot (laughs) I actually uh, like being at home and I like uh, doing my own thing here and actually uh, for me that was one of those things that I've always worked online or certainly for the last 15 years and felt it felt it quite normal and natural for me a lot of people haven't enjoyed it and wouldn't have done it and and you know there's been no choice uh and as you say that the the sort of um opportunity to work with people across the world as a normal day-to-day thing has been great i've just put a a new website live for a, a movement that i volunteer with and the the other volunteer that i worked with throughout the whole project actually is in uh, calgary so uh, <laughs> i've been on here to canada a lot in the last nine months <laughs> of anything it's shrunk the world and i'm grateful for that yeah. because that allows us to get more productivity that allows us to get more ideas and yeah. it allows us to do things in a more efficient manner. So yeah. I am very grateful for that. Yeah, I agree. Although I want to go and visit all my new friends now as well. I've got clients in Australia and Canada, and, <laughs> and we can't do that at the, at the moment. But uh, Well, we'll get... it's only a matter of time, though. I suspect after this hiccup is over, there's going to be a new resurgence of travel. And mm-hmm. I suspect that by June, July, August, maybe September, October at the latest, there's going to be a huge resurgence as mm. people catch up for lost time. Yes. This lost year, as I call it, is going to be a found year, and it's going to turn out to be a benefit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's hope so. <laughs> let's go through the next thing, Joe. What are the five fundamentals for running a successful business and for your group living more? And to get to live more, yeah. So I talked about productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy resilience, which are the sort of principles of my uh, of what I do, my membership, and so on. But I needed something to work with my clients and my members with a, a structure, a process, if you like. And so the five fundamentals are: they all start with S. There's self care, simplify, systemize, share, and sustain. And so that's about firstly being really aware of looking after yourselves. We've sort of touched on that uh, already. Simplify is getting really clear about what you want to do, what you don't want to do, and how you can align what your life looks like and your business looks like with that. Systemize. I've always been a big fan of the KISS principle. Keep it silly, keep it simple, silly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that is a real key part of that. And then systemize is about getting processes in place and being able to automate so that you don't have to do everything in your business to get the things 
done. Uh, then we've got. I think uh, systems are one of the most underrated things that were ever uh, invented. I know uh, as a, a successful cosmetic doctor, my mm-hmm. systems are really what helped me get to be one of the best yeah. cosmetic doctors. And that were systems for marketing. Those were systems for integrating patients. Those were systems for doing everything. And I mm-hmm. think systems are something that systems are what we use when everything else goes wrong. Systems are something we rely on as an automatic thing that just keeps on going. And Mm -hmm. I think systems have to be built. And if people don't know what the systems are, they need to rely on them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we had a, a call, my member call, uh, we have one every week, and we talked about standard operating procedures a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we were laughing about the fact that, uh, you know, I have really sexy topics <laughs> for our meetings, you know, that it was procedures, processes. But actually, as you say, they are, for me, the foundation of so much of, of what we do. They make things much easier. They make sure that we don't forget things. They make sure that we can automate and we can outsource, which is part of the fourth fundamental, which is about share. So how you can get other people to help you in your business and that's by getting other people to do things so that you don't have to do everything yourself and also about accountability so having people that are part of a community that can help to keep you accountable and then the fifth uh, the fifth s is sustain and that's really about keeping it all going so i didn't always have sustain in there uh, but i realized that um, it's all well and good creating all these sort of ways of being and processes and so on but if you don't have a way of keeping those things going. It's a bit like when you do a bit of decluttering or organizing of your office, and then it's brilliant and pristine for about two days, and then it all goes to pot. (laughs) So, you know, you need a way of keeping these things going. So that's routines, rituals, habits, and reviews and and reflections to to keep, you know, how you're going, working well for you. You know, the law of entropy says that all of nature is going to randomness. So you can see why everything gets undone that we yes. try to do. And yes, it takes force. Point. It takes power. It takes uh, us willing to adopt these changes so that we can keep on going. Is that not mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so it's it's about flexibility, but it's also about creating consistency because so much of what we do works really well if we keep doing it. <laughs> and quite often we don't keep doing it and we wonder why it doesn't work for us. You know, and I think sometimes we're our own biggest enemies because the simple things are the things that keep us going. It's the simple things, the simple structure. And yet mm-hmm. we want to do things differently all the time. We always want the next new shiny object. I, yeah. I think that is a bit of a detriment to our to our well-being, is it not? Absolutely. And I think the other thing is that often we, uh, as business owners, go out and sort of buy into somebody's program or we join a membership or we follow, you know, a guru, an expert or whatever. And then we do it our own way because we think that, you know, our own way is better sort of thing. And then we wonder why it doesn't work. <laughs> So, you know, if you see something that's working and, you know, you've got some instructions to show you how to do it, it's really important, I think, at least to begin with, to to follow those instructions and do those things in the way that the successful person has done them first before you start making those changes. But I do think we all tend to, you know, do our own thing or we think it would be easier if I do this or that won't work for my business because I'm different. So we are unique, but in some ways having that sort of um, consistent application of what works in one place somewhere else can be really helpful as well before we start going off piece too much. <laughs> Excellent. So what's the most important thing you're doing right now, Joe? Uh, for me, it's working with my members who are home-based coaches or consultants or uh, entrepreneurs to really um, 
take what they do and make it as easy as possible. So, you know, I've talked about my my fundamentals. So make it so that you enjoy your business. You enjoy, you know, as many of the aspects of it as you can. Occasionally you have to do things you don't like, but, you know, create a, a business that you're enjoying, that's working for you and has those systems and processes and so on in place. And, um, you know, I think people have taken a lot of time this year to review what they do, how they work, who they work with. And it's been a really good year of getting those foundations in place to be able to really sort of move forwards as we start to change again into whatever it's going to look like in, in the coming months and years. Uh, so it's about supporting those people in a very individual way. I, I work very much in terms of what people need. I don't have a sort of set, having said people buy into other people's processes and instructions, my membership is all about meeting people where they are. So, you know, what are, what are their issues and their needs and how can I help them individually, even though it's, you know, a sort of generic membership, if you like, it's very much about individual needs because we've all got different needs in our businesses at different times. Excellent. Let's Can we uh, ask you for some of the tips you have for getting things done? I'm sure our listeners would love to have some of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, some sort of overriding issues that a lot of us have is around uh, emails. We get tons of emails and quite often people find that really overwhelming. Um, there's a, an app I use called SaneBox, which enables you to have your email automatically sorted into folders to enable you to sort of batch process your email. Um, it's quite helpful to only process your email once, twice, three times a day. I only do mine once a day, but some people might need to do it more often so that you're not constantly dipping in and out and getting distracted with things that are coming in. Uh, I totally um, think people should use a to-do list of some description, so not to work within your email all the time, although we need to use our emails to respond and and sort of work as we go through the day. The more we spend time in our inbox, as I said, the more we can get distracted. So uh, when I do go through and process my emails, I literally decide whether I'm going to do the thing, if it's a very quick thing, whether I'm going to um, delegate it to somebody else, whether I'm going to defer it by putting it on my to-do list or delete it. And you know, you should do that with every email that comes into your inbox and then you've done something with it and it's gone. Um, and obviously, if you've deferred it, <laughs> you'll find it somewhere else when it's time to sort of take that action. Um, I think automation is really important. So um, my podcast that I do myself, which you've been a guest on, uh, you know, if people book into my podcast, there's a whole automated process behind the scenes that uh, books it in the diary, creates the Zoom uh, meeting drafts an email to them to confirm and all that sort of thing. And until I had that in place, I used to procrastinate around booking people in for my podcast because it was just too much effort. So if you can remove friction from your business, you can get things done more often and in a better way because you're not getting sort of stuck on those things. So automation can be really helpful. And as I said, I think the other thing is about consistency. And I'm, I'm a real fan of if you've got a big project that's going to take quite a long time to do and needs sort of regular consistent work on it that you just carve out 20 minutes a day and just take that action on a consistent basis there's a, a brilliant book called the slight edge which talks about the trajectory of improvement if you just do small things every day it goes this way obviously if you're doing bad things every day it would go that way <laughs> um, but you know it talks about how what you do today in the moment doesn't look like it's having much of an impact, but if you do the same thing every day for 30 days or three months or a year or whatever, it has a massive impact. So take those big projects and cut them down into really small daily actions. 
Yes, I think it's baby steps that we need to do to pay attention to. And, you know, it can all be overwhelming. It can all be a big stress for people. But if we pay attention to the little variables, you know, the average person watches hours of TV a day. If we could drop that out and just spend a little, carve a little niche out of that. Not that a person doesn't have to have some downtime and stuff like that, but to use it valuably. Is there a good time of day that you find it best to deal with email? Is it the first thing in the morning or is it later in the day? Well, as with anything that I teach, it's about what works for you. So um, personally, I'm a real night owl. Um, So I actually tend to do a lot of my work later in the day and quite often in the evening or even late at night. And I don't actually start doing most of my work stuff in the mornings until about 11 because I know that I don't want to get up early and and I'm going to likely be in bed late and all that sort of thing. So I have my email paused until one o'clock and then all my emails sort of come flooding in and then sometime in the afternoon I'll work on them um but if you're somebody who's up at you know five o'clock six o'clock everything's done by nine you know one of the uh, lions as the the guy who wrote the book the power of when would describe you then um you're you know potentially going to be working at that time of the day doing those things with email you could take the view that it's a a low energy task you don't really need a lot of energy to do it. it's not that creative it's just a processing thing and you want to then slot that in in the time of day that works for you which is a a lower energy time for some people it will be the afternoon for other people it might be late morning it's just about finding what what works for you and as I said some people particularly if you're uh, quite a responsive person if you're working in a customer facing role where you're having to sort of respond quite quickly you might want to check your email you know three or four times a day in which case you might be doing you know a 10 o'clock a two o'clock a four o'clock or or whatever so for as with most things it's, it's all about working out what works best for you and you know changing things if it doesn't work in the way you're doing it now then change it give it a go in a different way and see how that goes so you know what works for you is is the the key always I think. And we got to realize nothing is forever. If you try something that doesn't work, you try something else and that'll work. And, and I think it's constantly testing little things, constantly doing little things, constantly doing things to make things better for you. And the yep. end goal is more productivity. The end goal is to have a better life, is it not? Yep. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I absolutely agree with the the being flexible. And it's one of the things that I talk about in my sustained fundamental. You know, I do look at things all the time and see if there's improvements to be made. When I first started my podcast, I had a really long project uh, plan in Asana, which is a tool that I use. And I changed it all the time because it didn't quite work. And now I haven't changed it for two or three years because it's it's really solid and it works really well. Um, I have a um, to-do list in Todoist and I've stuck with them for years I used to change my to-do list software all the time because I used to get excited about setting a new one up somewhere <laughs> but I've stuck with them because they have all sorts of filters which are now allows you to change how you view your list all the time and I do that either when I'm bored or when I think what I'm doing currently isn't working or whatever I make those changes as you say to to make that little incremental improvement until it's not working very well again and then I look at changing it again so absolutely be really aware of what's working and what isn't and making those little changes till you get to where you need to get to but then don't get stuck there thinking it's forever because it may not be. 
I, I think that's important. I find also one thing that's important is not only to concentrate on what you're doing, but also to be thankful for the things you've done and also to be cognizant of the things that you're going to be doing. Yeah. So it's actually good to have three lists, not just a doing list, not just a list of projects, because I think we can get overwhelmed that way. If you yeah. look at the list of your accomplishments, they far outweigh anything you're doing now. They mm-hmm. far outweigh all the little things that we did along the way. So it's good mm-hmm. to have that to look back on and say, wow, give yourself a pat on the back every now and again. Absolutely. One of my uh, podcast guests has a yay me file and uh, anything he's done that's been really successful or when somebody says something good about him, he shoves it in there and and every so often gets that out to have a look. So absolutely agree with that. And then the other thing is a sort of Sunday maybe file. If you follow uh, David Allen and the getting stuff, no, not getting stuff done. That's my word for it. Getting things done process, GTD, um, the Sunday maybe uh, list is that sort of stuff that isn't in your view all the time at the moment but it's something that you might get to at some stage in the future so as you say all those different sort of views if you like I think is is really key and also if it doesn't work for you if having a to-do list is you know a trauma then don't have one <laughs> find a different way of managing what you need to get done I think that's very important. Well, Joe, we're getting closer to the time limit that we're at here. Uh, I'm always cognizant of time for our listeners. They tell me that 20 minutes is optimal for a podcast these days. So I try to keep to that. So how can people get in touch with you if they'd like to? Yeah, easy. They just go to my website, which is powertolivemore.com. Excellent. Uh, I think that's wonderful, Joe, and I look forward to people working with you and bringing themselves to a new level of productivity and sustainability. Lovely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. Bye for now. Bye. I'm Dr. Ellen Leica. Make sure you go to drellenleica.com. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N. Leica, L-Y-C-K-A dot com, and get a free copy of my book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And subscribe to our podcast on this page so you won't miss a single episode. Every week we have exciting guests to help you have the best life you can.